Welcome along to Panic Attack with Big John. I just had to get that song in. Uh, Christmas time in the United States now now starts the day after Halloween. I don't care what the hell you say. Uh, I love Thanksgiving. I celebrate it. I believe it's the first celebration of the the gift God gave us of the new world in America, but I'm a Christmas guy, one of those people. What the hell can I say? The, so this ain't about Christmas. It's not about politics. It's uh, wrestling, wrestling. The WWE went to Saudi Arabia or Saudi, Saudi, Saudi. Uh, Arabia today, and we're gonna talk about what happened at the wrestling show. So, like, share, comment, subscribe, all that stuff. See me Tuesday night at East 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for an election night live stream, live reaction stream. So, but as I said, the WWE, WWE was in um, Saudi Arabia today. And this is always uh, a controversial trip for World Wrestling Entertainment. They get about $50 million a show to do these shows in Saudi. And... Not gonna sit here and cut hairs, split hairs, however you say that. But the fact of the matter, the matter of a fact is, this is uh, a, a very entertaining show. It's a WrestleMania level event, so that's nice. Uh, us fans in the United States get to see some storylines pay off, some matches we wouldn't get to see, some title changes we might not normally see, things like that. Outside of WrestleMania or maybe uh, Survivor Series or uh, Royal Rumble. But Royal, Royal Rumble was usually mostly the Rumble. So anyhow, so I'm tired late we had this show today in Riyadh the capital of Saudi Arabia and this is groundbreaking okay this is earth shattering a lot of comics uh, have been invited to Saudi Arabia by different princes and I, I remember uh, Gabriel Iglesias talking about his trip to Saudi Arabia. And when he went there, the, uh, the guy that picked him up at the airport Wait a minute, I'm lighting up here. I'm 
Okay, sorry. So, he gets picked up at the airport, and then they start driving towards the city, and then they veer off onto a side road, and he starts freaking out. Uh, and what the driver tells him is, oh, we can't have gatherings like this in the city. It is forbidden. Uh, and so they had to drive to a tent out in the desert where there were, you know, like 800 people under this tent and away from the religious police and things like that in Riyadh. So, today in Saudi Arabia, the WWE put on a show, men and women sitting next to each other. Now, I don't know if the whole, you know, family, you know, you can't be in public next to a man who's not your relative thing was in play. It didn't look like it. But the women weren't wearing burqas or hijabs, the headscarves. The burqa is the full, you know, outfit where you can't see anything but the eyes. Uh, the hijab is the thing where you, the scarf where you can only see the face. But none of the women were dressed that way. Uh, they were all covered from their neck to their wrists and from head to from chin to toe. So Saudi hasn't progressed that much. But on this card, you had a black woman refereeing a match, which means a, a woman, a black woman, was asserting control over men. You also had Lady Ref Jess, uh, who, well, pardon me, the black referee had a name, uh, Daphne, Lady Ref Daphne. Lady Ref Jess was also there. So you've got another woman asserting control over two men. And uh, we'll just get into all of this as we go. But there were multiple women's matches on the card and things of that nature. And also the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia is, is under imminent a threat of an imminent attack from Iran. So the WWE went there under all these circumstances to a country where women are, well, were, and in some parts still are, considered second-class, not even second-class citizens, considered property. And Saudi Arabia is trying to move to the 19th century, at least, where women do have some rights and very little freedom, but not anything near what we have here in the United States. And yet women still complain they're oppressed. And Anyhow, the same about politics. So first match comes out, you have Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, Bobby Lashley won this one pretty quick, was dominant. Uh, that was it. <laughs> it was a brutal match. Two big, beefy boys slapping together. That sounded really, really bad. But anyways, it was the first match. It was quick. Brock probably had his own way in and out of the country and said, get me in, get me the hell out as quick as I can. Uh, next, you had Asuka and Alexa Bliss versus Sky and Kai. Uh <laughs> 
EO Sky and Dakota Kai. This was uh, oh, this was the one with Ref Daphne. So actually, Ref Daphne didn't assert control over two men. But again, you have a black female referee in Saudi Arabia. Uh, it was a great back and forth match. Good chain wrestling between Alexa and Dakota to start it out with. Uh, EO Sky knocked Alex or Oscar off the top rope with an impressive drop kick. Uh, Kai and Sky then isolated Oscar in their corner. I don't know how open this was or how this guy could have gotten in there, but remember when the Undertaker lost to Brock Lesnar? There was that one black dude with big like horn rim glasses, and he was just like that awe looking face, and he he's now a meme. Well, I think I saw him in the audience. I don't. How the hell did he get into Saudi Arabia? I don't know, but I thought I swear I saw him there. Uh, so, okay, back to the match, Bliss, Alexa Bliss gets the hot tag, she has momentum, she plays to the crowd, crowd was very into the matches, uh, I love to see the reactions on the, the, the people's faces, they are so overjoyed, so excited to have this in there, uh, then we had the high spots, Kai and Sky uh, were about to superplex Alexa Bliss when Asuka came in and powerbombed everybody off the top rope. Uh, you then had mayhem for a little bit. Uh, Alexa Bliss was about to go for her second twisted Bliss off the top rope when, from out of nowhere, another woman, Nikki Cross, comes in and attacks Alexa Bliss. Uh, she does a corkscrew DDT on Alexa Bliss off the top rope, which leads to Dakota Kai pinning uh, Alexa Bliss. Uh, I said, right, this was the second match, and I'm like, they're giving Riyadh a WrestleMania-level event amid threats of war. And I was surprised that this was in Riyadh. In years past, they did it in Jeddah, which uh, I guess is a little more moderate part of the country. But this was right in the capital of Riyadh, where I said a, a little bit earlier, Gabriel Iglesias, uh, a one-man stand-up comedian, could not do his show. They had to drive him and his uh, fellow comedians that he brought with him out to the middle of the desert and told him, Social gatherings are not allowed in the city. And uh, when he went out into the tent in the desert, the uh, men were on one side and women were on the other. And you can only see the women's faces. And that was maybe five, ten years ago. I, I don't know exactly how long. Cause, I mean, time's flying by. But it wasn't very long ago. So give Saudi Arabia th that much credit. They are progressing. People need to STFU. So next, you have Karrion Cross versus Drew McIntyre. And that was a little, you know, this ain't going to be like a, a, a snappy, quick match. But this was a, an old school, just beaten down wrestling match. Uh... 
they still have that stupid escape from the cage rule foreshadowing. Uh, I don't understand that. I, and I was always an NWA guy, uh, a Georgia Championship Wrestling, Crockett Promotions, Southern Wrestling kind of guy. I always thought the cage was there to keep someone out or keep the two competitors in, and it was the payoff to finish, settle a score. How are you settling the score by escaping? But I understand WWE always was, always will be sports entertainment. So the escape adds another level of drama to the match. Uh, Scarlett and Karrion uh, Cross got their full entrance. Full entrance. Now, I didn't think they would be able to do this because their entrance music uh, includes Scarlett saying rather seductively, Fall and pray. And of course, you know, Muslims, as Christians are, at least Christians used to be, should be, Muslims are uh, big on prayer. Uh, used to be, at certain times of the day, the prayer bells went off and everybody stopped, faced Mecca, and prayed. And here we are with uh, a woman, seductive, tone of voice, sexy woman coming out to herself singing fall and pray and she ain't talking about Allah <laughs> okay uh, she was neck to toe she she even had her gloves on with the spiky things in the fingernails uh, but she was in patent leather very very uh modern for Saudi Arabia. Okay, everything was covered, but skin-tight patent leather. Uh, and then she had, I didn't notice this until a few minutes into the match, under her eyes, she had spikes glued to her face. And she could do that anywhere in the world, but to see this in Saudi Arabia, a woman essentially basically having, she's, you know, her gimmick is she has power or control over carrying cross. Uh, Lady Ref Jess was in this match. So a woman asserting control over two men. Slow, methodical, brutal match. Uh, it picked up when Scarlett, I was impressed by this. She, I didn't think she would be able to do this, but she, she's a worker, man. She climbed the side of the cage, not very high, but climbed up on the cage uh, distracted McIntyre. Uh, then Scarlett maced Drew McIntyre. Uh, as the referee on the outside was opening the cage door for him to escape. Uh, then there's more fighting. Scarlett locks the door with her own lock and key. Uh, <laughs> so Drew started climbing the cage. Uh, the cage... Uh, so, so Drew started doing the climb out thing, and Karrion Cross was trying to crawl to the door. So as Scarlet gets the door open for Karrion uh, Cross, seconds before that, uh, Drew McIntyre hits the floor and wins the match. So, good match.
slow and brutal, two big beefy boys going at it, beating on each other. It was a good match. Uh, then the blood, the bloodline arrived in their SUVs with Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman is a Jew. Not that long ago, Jews were not allowed in Saudi Arabia. Uh, Sami Zayn was not with them because Syrians are not allowed in Saudi Arabia. Uh, but just to let you know. So that was just a little segment. The Judgment Day comes out with Rhea Ripley, which I was surprised at that. Uh, just because of her demeanor. Uh, her and Dominic had their flirtatiousness going full throttle. She's pawing on Dom. Again, I'm, I'm pointing these things out because this is in Saudi Arabia where in some parts of the country that would still happen. But 10 years ago, the religious police would have stopped this arrested Rhea Ripley and stoned her to death. I shit you not. This is what would have happened 10 years ago in Saudi Arabia. Okay, that's why I'm pointing some of these little, you know, sexual... And you, I'm, you guys know me. I like women to begin with. But it's being a little... Pointing things over out a little more. So, Rhea, before the match, or before whatever, yeah, before the match told one of the announcers, uh, remember to take a look at my hair during this match. It's an homage to the late, great Beth Phoenix. So they're setting something up for a, a Beth uh, and uh, maybe Beth and Edge and uh, the OC maybe at, uh, what would you call that, Survivor Series. Something's, something's up. They're setting things up for some kind of Beth Phoenix and Rhea feud down the road. But Rhea had extensions in her hair that, were, that made her hair look like uh, Beth Phoenix's hair the last time Beth wrestled. Let me pause for a second. Did I pause? I pause. Okay. back at it, sorry. Okay, here we go. So, you had the Judgment Day versus the OC. Uh, my first thought was, will Carl Anderson take the pin in this match? Because uh, <laughs> Carl Anderson seems to be the job guy of the group. It kind of sucks, because he's a, a talented worker. Good back and forth match. Uh, it was so good, I got lost in the match and just I mean, the, these three guys can just put on... Well, okay. Five of these guys, minus Dominic, can put on a, a hell of a wrestling match. Uh, at one point, Wade Barrett said of AJ Styles, every reversal mapped out in advance. I'm like... He was he was talking about 
how AJ and Finn Balor can uh, read each other's moves. They know each other so well. But the way he said every reversal mapped out in advance just made it sound, made it sound like he just admitted on the air that they uh, mapped their match out in advance. Uh, anyhow, uh, there's a triple suplex spot uh, where Balor suplex AJ off the top, Priest suplex uh, Carl Anderson, and then Gallows suplex Dominic. Then uh, they brawl for a while. And Rhea does the distraction. Finn Balor pins AJ Styles with help from Rhea Ripley. So where that storyline will go, how they're going to work Beth Phoenix into this, uh, we'll see. So actually right before this match, I took my my pee break. But (laughs) uh, you had Omos versus Braun Strowman. I thought this was going to be the bathroom break uh, match, but uh, basically, it was a, a good match. They started out with the old-fashioned test of strength, which you know that was something you used to see a lot in the '80s. The one guy would hold his hands way up in the air, and of course, with Omos, it's way up in the air. And they would, you know, lock hands and see who could push the other guy to his knees and. course the guy gets pushed down sells and then he makes his comeback it was just good to see something old school Omos works very well as a big guy he plays the giant character well he can't do a lot so he doesn't do a lot he's a lot of power moves clotheslines elbow smashes in the corner like I said the test of strength thing uh, he's now got much better ring gear. Uh, I think for a while he was wearing like dress pants and a tank top. He's now got ring gear. So somebody's been working with him. He's getting a lot better. Uh, a lot of power moves, of course. Slow match. Uh, eventually Strowman makes a comeback and wins with the running power slam. I like the running power slam as a finishing move. Again, it's old. It's a very basic but powerful move. The first person I saw do the running power slam as a finish was Dr. Death Steve Williams. And I think he's about the only one who's ever used that, uh, except Braun Strowman, as a finishing move. Uh, After that, uh, something happened with my my feed. So I I paused it. I watched my high school play for uh, the regional finals in uh, volleyball, which unfortunately they lost. But uh, so then I came back and things just got cattywampus with Peacock, like Peacock does. So the Bloodline defeated the Brawling Brutes. Now the Bloodline will wrestle uh, the New Day on Friday. If they win Friday, they break the New Day's record for tag team title reign. Just a fun fact, I guess. 
So, Bianca versus Bailey. Uh, last woman standing match. So the rule is you have to beat your opponent till she can't stand up. You know, this is, okay, typically in Saudi Arabia, this is what a man would do to his wife or the men would do to their women for being seen in public with a man who's not her husband or relative. So two women being allowed to beat each other into oblivion is progressive for Saudi Arabia. Okay, and that's why Saudi Arabia is doing this. Oh, look at us. We're, we're getting into the 1900s, people. So Bailey was in control early on. A lot of weapons, brutality. I just made a note. Bailey is such a better heel than she was a baby face. Uh, you know, and I get, you know, I liked her as a baby face. I've always liked Bailey because she can work her ass off in the ring. She can wrestle like a guy. Most of the women can now. But Bailey is a way better baby or heel than baby face. Uh, she's picking specific people out in the crowd and talking shit to them. And the kids at ringside were just so into all these matches. And the wrestlers interacted with them so much. It was great. It, that, look, say what you want to say about Saudi Arabia. They're trying to change little by little. And this is progress. And it's so nice to see the joy and happiness that the wrestlers bring to these people's lives. Forget the Saudi Arabian government and the you know religious authorities and things like that. This is about people. Average people in Saudi Arabia have seen YouTube. They've watched and followed wrestling on the internet. And... They, they're so enamored with this and so happy to see the wrestlers in person. All right? That's why I support WWE for doing this. WWE is doing this for the money, but they're also doing it for their fans. All right, back to the wrestling match. Like I said... This was a WrestleMania card. Okay? So, we've got, uh, we've got, okay, ba Bailey in control most of the match. She at one point brought out uh, an equipment box, one of those big boxes they put their equipment in, hence the name equipment box. Uh, it was on wheels, and she threw Bianca inside of it, but she didn't lock it. The whole point was throw Bianca in there so she can't stand up. The referee assumes Bianca is laying down in this thing. And so he's counting. And then eventually uh, Bianca, of course, bursts out. Now, all of a sudden, a uh, few minutes go by. They do some more brawling. Uh, and then Bailey comes out from out of nowhere in a freaking golf cart. And so you think they're going to do the AEW thing where... Bailey runs Bianca over. <laughs> Michael Cole had a great line. DWI, driving while insane. <laughs> so Bianca sidesteps the golf cart. 
she uh, hangs on to the, the, the top of it, the roof, and does a swinging drop kick and drop kicks Bailey out of the golf cart. Next thing you know, she's got Bailey on top of the golf cart beating up Bailey. Bianca drives it back to the ring. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Bianca drives the golf cart down to the ring with Bailey on top. Uh, they brawl for a while longer. Bianca or Bailey had a ladder sort of set up for no reason at all, but she had it unfolded. Well, Bianca beat Bailey up, puts her, folds the ladder up with Bailey inside, slides it under the bottom ring rope. Now Bailey is trapped inside the ladder under the ring ropes. She can't get out. The ref counts to 10. Bianca wins. It was a cool match. It was good, entertaining, worth watching again, to be honest with you. Uh, so then out comes Bray Wyatt for a promo. And that's all he did was cut a promo. Talked about coming from a prestigious wrestling family. Uh, I had to be the greatest of them all. Uh, and then he said... I. I made a monster of myself, and I wore that mask with pride, and then it went on and on, and I zoned out or something. But as long as they take this iteration of Bray Wyatt slowly and handle him with kid gloves or kit gloves, handle him with care. <laughs> and... Keep it, keep it simple for a, a while. Just let, let, let it simmer. And Triple H is really good at that. You know, they hot-shotted him when he came back as the Fiend, and everyone was like, oh, we want the Fiend to be champion, we want the Fiend to be champion. And then they totally screwed him up. He, he would put the mask on, and, you know, kind of like he said in this promo, when he was, he wore that mask of the monster he turned himself into, he was unstoppable and he couldn't feel pain and he was uh, impermeable. Whatever, you get the point. And uh, yeah, then you have him. I think it was last or a couple years ago at Crown Jewel. He is wearing the mask, and they stop a Hell in the Cell match for too much violence. And then they set him on fire. Then he comes back at WrestleMania, uh, and he just gets jobbed in a couple minutes to Randy Orton. It, it, it's insane. So Trips, Triple H has he knows he has to bring Bray Wyatt back in slowly and methodically tease you where is this going to turn when is he going to turn back into the monster and so on we'll see so now we're getting ready for Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns this match was way better than it had any business being uh, Paul Heyman before the match said that Roman Reigns is going to show Logan Paul what happens to outside or what happens when outsiders 
come into our business. Then Michael, uh, that was Michael Cole quoting Paul Heyman. Then Michael Cole says, often Sika would take them down and choke them out and break their arm, break their tendons, and rub their faces in the mat. That's what happens to outsiders when they come into the wrestling business. Then they pointed out the only men that have held the championship longer than Roman Reigns are Bob Backlund, Pedro Morales, Bruno Sammartino, and Hulk Hogan. Uh, so it starts good chain wrestling, mat wrestling. Uh, oddly enough, Logan Paul did wrestle in high school. So he's able to do some amateur wrestling moves. He had a good fireman's carry. You don't see that very often anymore. In fact, you don't see it at all anymore. Some good waist lock takedowns. Uh, you know, Logan Paul got reins in a waist lock, took him down. Uh, Roman reversed it, took uh, Logan Paul in a waist lock, and then slammed him down even harder. So they started with good chain wrestling, good mat wrestling. Uh, Logan Paul did a nice little somersault over the top rope uh, into a lariat clothesline. The kids in the front row, like I said, they're just so happy. They're so into these matches. Uh, they, Roman Reigns at one point was on the outside of the ring. And all these kids are putting their hands out trying to get uh, Ro Roman Reigns to touch their hand. Of course, he's the heel, so he doesn't. But he does acknowledge them and interact with them. This was the part where I noticed you had women sitting next to men with no head scarfs or anything on. A few people were wearing COVID masks. But this one woman, she was not wearing the mask for religious reasons. It was a COVID mask. Uh, Roman had Paul down in a... Uh, like an arm bar submission or something like that. Uh, and Roman was talking all this shit. Ain't no more YouTubers coming here. And Logan Paul was talking shit back to him. Uh, I I just know that Logan Paul is fairly impressive. He's he's doing good good work, good wrestling. I mean. The, for as much as I don't want to like the guy personally because he's just a, a snotty jerk as it comes across, as well as his brother, um, he he is doing good wrestling. Uh, Michael Cole pointed out he that uh, Logan Paul had been training with Shawn Michaels at the Performance Center. Or pardon me, that was Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett pointed out. Uh, Logan Paul was training with HBK at the Performance Center. Uh, then Logan, it must have been a plant, a fan that was planted there. Uh, but Logan Paul took a fan's cell phone, did a selfie video uh, of him going up to the top rope, diving off the top rope onto Roman Reigns and breaking the Arab announce table. <laughs> Oh, that, those foreign announce tables, I tell you, they just, they, they should be outlawed. They always get involved in the match. Those tables are dangerous, I tell you. So, music hits, out comes Jake Paul, 
to knock out both of the Uso brothers with one punch. Uh, <clears throat> then Logan Paul, he does a, fro a frog splash onto Roman Reigns. Roman kicks out. You have uh, music hit again. And out comes Solo Sokoa, uh, the enforcer of the bloodline. He's out there to take out Jake Paul. Uh, Logan Paul does a dive off the top rope and takes out the entire bloodline. Then, of course, as he's distracted, he gets back into the ring. Roman is waiting for him. Clobbers him with a super punch, Superman punch, pardon me, and a spear and gets the victory. Uh, I would say from top to bottom, every match on this card was a WrestleMania match. I mean, I could see this being a WrestleMania show. Uh, and it, it was great. Uh, it's probably the hottest crowd the WWE has had. Uh, in Saudi Arabia, and it may be the hottest crowd I've seen uh, at a rest, at wrestling matches all year for WWE. So, you know, Saudi Arabia is making changes. Uh, the WWE is making changes. Uh, <laughs> oddly enough, both are changing the way they treat women. Talking about the Vince McMahon scandal and, of course, the... The women's rights in Saudi Arabia. Uh, but I think this was um, an exciting show. I was looking forward to it. I'm glad that they made it there. And I, I assume they're on their way back. I haven't checked. I haven't seen anything in the news on my phone. But uh, they made it there and back safe and sound. I'm happy for that. I'm happy for the people of Saudi Arabia. This was not about the Saudi Arabian government. This was about the fans. This was about making people happy. And I'm glad to see my favorite sports entertainment source. My favorite sport, because it's still real to me, damn it. Uh, I'm glad to see that they, they can bring happiness to people. They're entertaining people. That's what, you know, entertainment, sports is all about. So uh, the fact that they were in Riyadh, that they were able to have women on the show, they had women referees. Yes, the women had to be covered from the neck to the toe. You can only see their hands and their faces. Uh, but, you know... I don't care that the women had to wrestle essentially in, uh, they looked like NASCAR drivers in the, the body suits they were wearing, uh, except for Scarlett. She looked like Scarlett in her patent leather body suit. But still, this was progress. This was entertainment to people who really need freedom and love and compassion from the rest of the world. So, good job, WWE. Good job, wrestlers. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal wrestling show. I enjoyed the heck out of it. So, with that, hey, it's Christmas time. Got a 
So this is Big John. You're listening to Panic Attack. Technology is not cooperating. So, Panic Attack, Big John. Getter, Twitter, Truth Social, at the real underscore Big John. Like, share, and subscribe. Fuck it, I'm listening to the end of this song. Yeah, we better be ready to hit the deck of running. This pissed me off. <sighs> Apparently this broke last night in the Wall Street Journal. And I I, I missed it because there's so much going on in American politics. And this is American The Wall Street Journal, if I can gather myself, uh, is reporting that Saudi Arabia, U.S. on high alert after warning of imminent Iranian attack. The sub-headline, Saudis said Tehran wants to distract from local protests and the National Security Council said the U.S. is prepared to respond. Iran apparently we uh, Saudi Arabia has intercepted some intelligence that Iran is going to attack the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia at some point this week or it's eminent so it could be today could be tomorrow could be next month eminent that probably means in uh, the next few days uh, it's up to the Saudi government and the United States government to foil this attack or strike before they strike which will be the smart thing to do. When I hear that word eminent or imminent, I always say eminent because of my accent, but it's actually imminent. When I see that, it reminds me of Pearl Harbor. When the memorandum came that a attack from the Japanese was imminent right after it happened but the attack is supposedly going to come up against or be on uh, within the kingdom of Saudi Arabia uh, against in energy infrastructure pardon me I'm really upset about this 
This comes at a time when the United States is in economic disarray. We have overcommitted to the war in Ukraine. U.S. troops are now in Ukraine, in case you didn't know that. I just heard that the other day, yesterday, late last night. I don't know in what sense, but there are some U.S. troops in the Ukraine, in Ukraine, not the Ukraine. Folks, this is what happens when you have a weak leader. Joe Biden can tell his stories about corn pop and how tough he was at the swimming pool with this six foot of chain and how he was going to fight off these black guys with his, because he's a racist cracker with his six foot of chain and their razor blades and that, you know, that stupid ass story he told. The world perceives him as weak because he's a fumbling, bumbling, pathetically, utterly confused old man. That's what we elected. That is, that's our president. And look at the chaos that's in the world right now. You had four years of no new wars with President Trump. This reminds me a lot when they say an, an attack is imminent. <clears throat> and they, we, we, bought, we battened down the hatches overseas in 2001. What happened in the United States in 2001? We just celebrated the 20, well, didn't celebrate, commemorated the 21st anniversary of September 11th. We, the United States intelligence warned two things. There was a warning go out that an attack was imminent somewhere. So all of our agencies and embassies overseas were put on heightened alert. And even here in the United States, airlines and security were told to watch for hijackers. That's a little known truth about 9-11 no one talks about. But we knew an attack was coming. We hunkered down overseas and battened down the hatches, as I say. And they struck within our borders. The United States right now cannot afford an attack on its energy infrastructure. Not with this weak leader, with this weak president. We cannot withstand an attack on Saudi Arabia's energy infrastructure. Because our asshole president says, hey, you know, the oil companies are making windfall profits Hey, oh my god, corporations are making profits. That's what they're they, that's what that's why people incorporate. But he's not going to open up the tap. He's not going to 
reopen the fracking and the Keystone Pipeline and all the things he took away his first day in office that have led us to high gas prices, that have led us to a potential energy shortage, a potential diesel fuel shortage. This is a, a president and administration that are completely ignorant. And in the days before a midterm election, now we have Iran saying, or pardon me, Saudi Arabia saying they have intelligence that Iran is going to attack their infrastructure. I tell you right damn now what I would do if I were president. I would turn my little buddy Israel loose on these mother truckers. And let, let is, Israel loves to bomb the shit out of Iran. Let them hit the Iranian airfields, the Iranian military, with everything they've got. Be strategic. Take out Iran's infrastructure. As soon as this information was confirmed by Saudi Arabia... That they were going to attack. Because an attack on Saudi's energy infrastructure is an attack on the United States at this point. Because we're reliant on them because of our bumbling fool president. Israel has the latest United States technology in its airplanes. In its arsenal. Israel could take out the Iranian Air Force before it leaves the ground. They could take out with their special forces, with their military capabilities, because they get all our, we give them all of our best technology. Let them take out Iran because they would love to. They would love to do that for us. And they just elected a badass named Benjamin Netanyahu who doesn't take shit from anybody. So, let me read some of this Wall Street Journal article briefly. <clears throat> Saudi Arabia has shared intelligence with the United States warning of an imminent attack from Iran on targets in the kingdom, putting the American military and other, others in the Middle East on an elevated alert level, said uh, Saudi and U.S. officials. In response to the warning, Saudi Arabia, the United States, and several neighboring states have raised level uh, the level of alert for their military forces the officials said they didn't provide more details on the saudi intelligence saudi officials said iran is poised to carry out attacks on both the kingdom and air herbal erbil herbal iraq 
in an effort to distract ten- attention from domestic protests that have whirled the country since September. So Saudi's saying that Iran wants to do this to take attention away from the protest of the young women they've been killing for not wearing hijabs, hijabs, whatever, habibs. So the headscarves that women are required to wear in public. All right. The White House National Security Council said it was concerned about the warnings and ready to respond if Iran carried out an attack. I don't like preemptive strikes like the war in Iraq, but we have cruise missiles, drones, airplanes. Be, be, we have a new stealth bomber that could go out in there and wipe out their fucking military in the dark of night, and they would never know the planes were even there until after the bombs dropped. Quote, we are concerned about the threat picture, and we remain in constant contact through the military and intelligence channels with the Saudis, said National Security Council spokesperson. We will not hesitate to act in the defense of our interest and partners in the region. So, according to the Biden administration... They are ready to respond. We can't... The the peril the United States is in right now domestically and economically and our image to the rest of the world is being weak because we have all this woke bullshit plastered all over social media and the internet. And we have a weak president we can't wait if the intelligence is that good we've got to strike now maybe this will just be some weak little rocket attack and it won't be that bad but what if it is that bad Because we're, we're dependent on Saudi Arabia for oil because of this dumb fuck president we have. That's the only way to describe this man now. Iran has already attacked northern Iraq with dozens of ballistic missiles and armed drones since late September. Oh, you haven't heard that in the American media, have you? one of which was shot down by a U.S. warplane as it headed towards the city of Erbil, where American troops are based. Tehran has publicly blamed what it calls Iranian Kurdish separatist groups based there for formatting the unrest at home. Yeah, I'm sure some group of Kurds has access to Iranian drones. Yeah. Iranian authorities have also publicly accused Saudi Arabia, along with the U.S. and Israel, of instigating 
the uh, demonstrations last month, the commander of the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Group Corps publicly warned Saudi Arabia to rein in coverage of the protests. Saudi Arabia is in a revolution itself in ways of giving women more rights. And Iran is back in the 16th century with women's rights and their, uh, what do they call it, guy? an imam, the Shah, that's what he is, the Shah of Iran. That, that means nothing to me. Anything that disrupts the flow of oil from Saudi Arabia to the United States right now is going to be horrible for the United States. Because we elected a dumb fuck. That's all I'm going to say. God bless you guys. Pray for one another. Love somebody today. Be the reason somebody feels loved. I'm so irate with this administration for being so weak that the whole world is a dumpster fire. Just like when Biden and Obama left office.